We're going to be back in Acts chapter 9. I don't know how many of you rem- know it's Palm Sunday. This is the day that Jesus entered into Jerusalem for what is called Passion Week or Holy Week. Next Sunday is Easter. So I want to ask you, what are we going to celebrate this week? What was accomplished with, through Jesus on the cross? What were each one of you given freely through Jesus' death and then resurrection? We were given forgiveness of our sins, right? Now I ask you a question. What are you going to do with this gift that you've received? Who here, I want to see a raise of hands, who would like to be part of a revival here in Myanmar? Myanmar, How does a revival begin? I want you to think about this. Think of these questions that I've asked you as we get into our study today. If you got your Bibles, open them up to Acts chapter 9, verse 32. Meanwhile, Peter traveled place to place, and he came down to visit the believers in the town of Lydia. So as we begin today's study, what's the first word I see? I see the word meanwhile. So this tells us that there's many other ministries taking place as this story is also taking place. So let's take a minute and see and remember what is what else is taking place, what is led up to this. So mark your spot in your Bible with your finger or your tab. 
Turn back to Acts chapter 8. Verse 1. Saul was one of the witnesses, and he agreed completely with the killing of Stephen. A great wave of persecution began that day, sweeping over the church in Jerusalem. And all the believers, except the apostles, were scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria. So we looked at this last week, but we're looking at it again. Another one of the believers that is out there that was scattered is preaching the gospel. Okay, we looked at it last week. Sorry. Many Christians were scattered because of the persecution. And today we're studying another story about these Christians who were scattered. Look at uh, Acts chapter 8, verse 4. But the believers who were scattered preached the good news about Jesus wherever they went. Many Christians had left the city and gone into different towns or villages. They went and they shared the truth of Jesus everywhere they went. These were some of the first missionaries that went out and shared Jesus with the world. These stories that we've been studying, they overlap each other. One person was over here witnessing, while another was in another city witnessing, and another in another city. There's a lot of people witnessing right now in these stories. These people, these believers, they had gone out and they're sharing with the lost. They were sharing that even during times of persecution that they had found the hope of Jesus Christ. It's interesting. It kind of sounds like Myanmar right now. Some Christians are staying in the city, and a lot of them are going out to the villages right now. Some 
The Christians are scattered due to persecution. So wherever God has led you, the question is, are you sharing Jesus as these Christians in this story did? Persecution has caused these believers to go out and share Jesus with people they normally would not have met. But some others, we read, stayed in the city. So I'm with you all now in the city. So there was a lot taking place in these stories. In Acts chapter 8 verse 5 we read of different revival was taking place. We had read about Philip how he went to Samaria and then Peter and John came and many came to faith in Jesus. And then if you skip ahead to Acts chapter 8, verse 25, Peter and John now went to a different area to share Jesus. And Philip, he, we read about him. He continued to be faithful, and he got to share with a really special man, didn't he? He was able to baptize a man and share Jesus with a man that shared Jesus to an entire nation. We studied that. See, this was a revival. There was this ministry over here, and this ministry over here, and this ministry over here, and they're all sharing Jesus. And then in Acts chapter 9, we studied the story of Saul. We met Ananias and how he was faithful to go pray over Saul. This Christian faced his fears and prayed over Saul, and then Saul was baptized. It was, a, it was an amazing story. And then we saw how Saul, he went and started to preach the gospel. 
So we've read about a lot of missionary stories in the last two months, and they were all kind of happening together as the church was facing persecution. God used so many different people in these stories. People with different giftings. But all these different people went out and shared the hope of Jesus. So there's so much we can learn from all these different missionaries, and we got another one to learn about today. Let's look. We're going to learn about Peter as he preaches to the believers in Lydia. Let's look at verse 33 and 34. There, he met a man named Aeneas, who had been paralyzed and bedridden for eight years. Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and roll up your sleeping mat. And he was healed instantly. We don't know a whole lot about this man. This was definitely a divine meeting. Uh, I just this is what I assume I assume Peter would have arrived in the city and gone to the synagogue to pray and possibly met this man outside the synagogue begging as we've seen in other places in the Bible in my mind, I imagine Peter seeing this man laying there. Looking at him and remembering how Jesus had also healed a man on a mat once before. Who remembers that story in Mark chapter 2? You know, that was probably Peter's house that that took place in. But what was the result of that miracle that happened? What was the result? All the people, they praised and worshipped God. In Luke chapter 5, we read that Jesus healed a lame man, and again, all the people praised God. 
Peter is full of the Holy Spirit and he is following Jesus' example as he's going out in the mission field. He tells this man, Jesus Christ heals you and then instructs him to get up and roll up his mat. Let's look at verse 35 and see what's going to happen. Then the whole population of Lydia and Sharon saw Aeneas walking around and they turned to the Lord. This is so powerful. God has performed a miracle through Peter. Now I've I've heard and read about different miracles that have taken place. Maybe some of you have heard of miracles that have taken place elsewhere and you wonder. You think they're true? It wasn't too long ago a famous evangelist came to Myanmar and said that a blind kid was healed. Many of you heard that story. I don't know if it's true. I don't know. I will tell you, as I read my Bible, and whenever I read about miracles, it's always God that is praised, and it's always God that gets the glory. And when I see the miracles spoken of in the Bible, many people afterwards always turn to faith in Jesus as a result of the miracle. Now I have personally witnessed a miracle. I know that God healed my wife. It was right before we came to Myanmar. Now, when this miracle happened, I didn't know how to respond. Was it true? I had questions. Is she really healed? Is this healing permanent or is it temporary? Now, 
Should I call a doctor and have a doctor examine her to make sure the miracle is real? Can I trust this miracle was really from God or was it was I just hoping it was true? So I prayed. And I brought these questions before the Lord and God spoke to me. You know what God said to me? God said she's healed. Go to Myanmar, serve the people there, and testify that God healed her. So six years later, I stand before you and testify that miracles still do happen today. And we continue to trust God and His calling on us to come alongside of you even in these difficult times. We're here. We trust the Lord. So true miracles will always bring glory to God and likely bring unbelievers to faith in Jesus. So Let's continue in the passages 36 There was a believer in Joppa named Tabitha, which in Greek is Dorcas. She was always doing kind things for others and helping the poor. About this time, she became ill and died. Her body was washed for burial and laid in an upstairs room. But the believers had heard that Peter was nearby at Lydia, so they sent two men to beg him, Please come as soon as possible. So we're reading about another miracle. There is obviously some time has passed between these. The news of the paralyzed man being healed has traveled to this other city, Joppa. So And in this town, a woman who was greatly loved by her community has died. So Eddie Muma, Lumiaga, chicken it that chain can't it. Doka, Lutz, Hulu, Tapita, Sura, and Mudamiga, Tuga, Piabio, Tisong Dore. 
ဒါကြောင့်မလို့သူကသူအခုသေဆုံးသွားပြီဆိုတော့ကောင်းကင်ပုံမှာတခင်ရှင်းနဲ့အတူနေရမှာဖြစ်ပါတယ်ဘက်
First, I see these these widows, they show Peter how much this woman had blessed them. This woman, this Tabitha, her life testified of generosity and love for the poor. Beautiful, right? When I, I read this, I have to ask myself a question. What would people share about me if I died? Am I being faithful for the blessings that I have? Am I showing the love of Jesus to those around me? I read this story and I see that this love was expressed to these people, but I saw even more. When I see this, I see that she expressed love to the widows, but she did even more. There was physical things, right, left in these women's lives that they could touch from this lady. They could hold on to these these clothes or these coats and know that this lady loved them. There's a lesson. We're going to put this on the screen. Sharing the love of Jesus isn't just an emotion, but a physical act that will leave a lasting impression in a person's life which will lead them to faith. Are you leaving that impression on the people that you meet? Let's continue. Look at verse 40 again. Just look there real quick. Verse 40. As I look at that verse, I'm not sure, but could you imagine what Peter was thinking? He's He's in this room and there's a lady on the bed that's dead. And all the women are crying and weeping around him. What was he going to do? 
I, I look at this situation, it's very similar to the rising of the daughter of Jairus. You guys remember that story in Mark chapter 5? I mean, could you imagine being called into this room? The, the lady's dead. We see in the verse, Peter, he looks and he says, he asked everyone to leave and he comes before God in prayer. Can you imagine Peter praying to God, kneeling down? What am I going to do? Then the Holy Spirit healed her, and in faith, then Peter told her to get up. Peter, right, we know Peter, the loud fisherman, the mouthy guy. So Peter go tijala tuga saka cece piodate itu tengah dek dia apa? He reaches out and takes this woman's hand. Tuga amyudu mielaku kaila dek. And in compassion helps her up. Piro tenang guna ne amyudu miku tazi lai dek. The Holy Spirit had healed her. Then he presents her as a living testimony to the truth that Jesus is God. This is a beautiful picture of Jesus and how he's led us into a new reborn life. Let's see the people's response in the last few verses, 42 and 43. The news spread through the whole town, and many believed in the Lord. And Peter stayed a long time in Joppa, living with Simon, a tanner of hides. Again, as a result of this miracle, the truth of Jesus Christ went out and many people came to faith. Peter was faithful to follow the example that Jesus had given him. And we see each of these two miracles, God has performed the impossible. A lame man has been healed and a woman has brought back to life. Peter shows us faith. Peter 
even as it would seem impossible. Peter was faithful and the Holy Spirit had worked a miracle and many came to faith. As we look at these passages, what application do you think you can take? What lesson can you take from these two stories in your own life? Peter was looking at a lame man and a woman who had died. Two things that would seem impossible. What in your life do you see that would seem impossible today? In what area in your own life is Jesus asking you to have faith and follow his example? You know, I believe the Holy Spirit spoke to me in this, what I have to say here. As impossible as it would seem to heal a lame man or raise a woman from the dead, Many of us here today would say it was just as impossible to forgive those persecuting us today. Did I come across clearly? Did they understand what I said there? Okay. How hard it would be to forgive. It would seem impossible, wouldn't it, some of you in your hearts, to forgive what's happened lately? I'm sure it seemed impossible for both these miracles that Peter was looking at, but through the Holy Spirit, God performed a miracle. Turn back in your Bibles to Luke chapter 6, verse 27. But to you who are willing to listen, I say, Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those that hurt you. Now, 
เตโนโกมงโนตุโรอาเจซูปิจาโลเตโนโกนอกเสตอตุโรปุพยาตะกิงโกสุตองจาโลซีมิมพอสสิเบิลตะมีดากาโอตโรมะผิดไหนเสีย
I asked you earlier if you wanted a revival in this country. So by now, you know, make it about it. You all raised your hands. I asked you, how is it going to revive? How is a revival going to start in this country? It must begin with forgiveness in our hearts, as Jesus has forgiven each one of us. It can only be done through the Holy Spirit in us. I'm not capable. We need to pray for a miracle of forgiveness to sweep through this country. I used this story of Peter and these two miracles to teach this. Because what was impossible was possible with God. And forgiveness is possible through God in this country. Please pray with me. And if the worship team could please head up. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for this opportunity to share, Lord. It's such a difficult message, Lord. I just pray that your Holy Spirit would just minister to each one of us, Lord. That you would just get, give us that gift of forgiveness, Lord. That as we see these evil, evil things taking place around this country, Lord, that we would have the same heart that Jesus had for each one of us, Lord. As you were being hung on the cross, Lord, as you were being nailed to the cross, as you were being beaten, Lord, you said, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Lord, I pray that each one of us, through the power of the Holy Spirit, would have that same heart of forgiveness, Lord. And I know this is not something I am even close to capable. I feel so much hate and anger and bitterness, and I want revenge. And Lord, then there's so many questions I ask, why? But Lord, I pray for your Holy Spirit just to come on these people, Lord, and that the love of Christ, the love of Jesus would just pour out through this community, Lord. And people's hearts and minds would be changed, Lord, through your, your love and your grace and your mercy, Lord. And we would come to just remember how you've blessed us with these things, Lord. And that, Lord, you've called us as Christians. You've called us to go out, Lord, and have that same heart. I can't do it, Lord. I can't. But I know you can do it through me. You can do it through each of these people. And this love, we can start a revival. Forgiveness. People see forgiveness. They see your love. A revival. That's what I pray for. A revival of forgiveness. A revival of your love. A revival of your mercy and grace to be poured upon this country. And that people would turn. And they'd turn to you, Lord. So, Lord, I pray for your Holy Spirit to do this in all of our hearts because I know none of us can do this on our own. Lord, just to change our hearts because that's who you are. I ask for a rebirth in this country that we would just arise from the grave as you did. New, uh, just we'd be a new creation in you, Lord. Lord, I pray all these na- things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Amen.